History Makers. And today our guest hosts are Robbo and Shelley from the Vision Radio Network. And today we're speaking to John Fuller from Focus on the Family. Well, if you listen to Focus on the Family, you will have heard a voice of a guy named John Fuller. And it's a pleasure to actually sit here and look into the face of John Fuller today, just for a change, rather than just hearing him on the radio. Thanks for your time today. I'm so glad to join you. Well, is this your first time to Australia? It is. I've, I've got to say, I've loved being here. It's been great. I've enjoyed the people, and, and, and Surfer's Paradise is kind of nice. <laughs> we don't have we don't have many oceanfront properties around Colorado, so it's been lovely. We've really enjoyed the interactions with people. You kind of hang around in the background of, of the Focus on the Family broadcast. Uh, Dr. Dobson always gets all the credit. He, he's the one there, but you're, I'm, I'm sure, there, you know, steering the ship as well, driving the ship. Um, for people that aren't familiar with yourself, can you tell us a bit about yourself? You're not just the voice. There's a lot more to you. Uh, well, yes. My day job, uh, my, my real job is dad to six kids and wife, uh, husband to a wife of uh, about 25 years now. And um, she has been with me the entire duration of my Christian broadcasting career, almost the, the entire duration. And um, it's been a fascinating journey. I mean, the Lord's been very gracious and very good, and I still kind of have to pinch myself to say, what am I doing? You're right. It is Dr. Dobson's radio program, and he's the guy that calls the shots, and he's the one who really uh, has made the program so effective. It's a privilege to sit in there with him and to learn so much uh, from the guests and from Dr. Dobson. I do feel I have some input, and I enjoy having that. So I got involved with Focus in 1991, and uh, they had just moved from California to Colorado in the U.S., the uh, U.S. office, and I got on board to help produce the daily broadcast with Dr. Dobson. So I wrote and researched for him and worked with him in the studio. And then uh, after about five years of doing that, moved to radio station relationships for Focus, and after a number of years doing that, I uh, got tapped to step in temporarily as a co-host for just a week or two, and that was eight years ago. <laughs> so it's been a, a grand ride, and I've enjoyed every minute of it. You must have spoken to some fascinating people over the years in that role, even, I guess, researching people back in, right in the early days. Are there some that jump straight to the front of your mind that you think, I can't believe I got to speak to that person or meet that person? Well, I'll tell you uh, that, that in the 13 or 14 years I've been interfacing with radio guests now, both behind the scenes and then as co-host, um, there are probably a couple of categories of people, and, and categories are messy, but I think you'll understand. So there are the big names, the authors, the speakers, the, the stars, the people that we know, and then there are the other people that we don't know the people that we have not read about, the people we don't know much about. That second category are some of the sweetest, most interesting people that I've ever met. Uh, I've had, I, I've really been privileged to be able to meet people, you know, high, highly elected. Or, are you Drop at, some names. Okay, some all right. Names. Well, I mean, <laughs> there, there have been politicians that we've had in the studios. Uh, Chuck Colson comes to mind as one of the people that has influenced me greatly, uh, just at a personal level. He, he was the first uh, broadcast guest that I ever produced a program for and with, and he has uh, just kind of stayed in touch casually and nothing deep, but always very gracious and very kind and affirming. Um, if there's a, a Bible teacher or, or somebody within the Christian community, you know that we've met, um, it's, it's been neat to be able to hang around those people and to see them a, a little bit off the platform, a little bit more unguarded, if you will. Uh, we've talked to musicians, we've talked to a variety of people, but let me take you back to that second category of the people that you didn't know about too much, at least, 
perhaps until you heard him on the radio with us. Uh, and that would be um, someone like Kim Meter. Kim runs a ranch oh, yeah. for abused kids yeah. and abused horses. My goodness, what a story that was. Yeah. And, and how touching and emotional the conversation was. Or many years ago, we had a pastor who lost his voice due to an illness. And for three or four years, he didn't have a voice. But he stayed on at the church. He spoke, and, and he could talk like this. And they mic'd him for a Sunday school class so they could hear him in this Sunday school class. And one day, he was, he was speaking, teaching a Sunday school class when his voice came back. Yeah, Dwayne Miller. Yeah. And, uh, and and that, that got captured on tape and the emotion and joy of that moment. And it was so fun to have Dwayne in the studios and to be able to hear his story firsthand. And then there was the, the Barrett family, a, a family in Colorado that had adopted uh, 10 or 12 or 13 kids out of the U.S. foster care system, abused, uh, abused kids, kids who had been terribly victimized in the system. And they shared uh, about some of the struggles that they had had with these adopted children and how God was working. And those were precious moments. That particular interview, Dr. Dobson actually got so choked up he couldn't continue. I mean, we had to just kind of wrap up on that note. And, uh, and so those were the moments. Those are probably the moments. I mean, you know, Oral Hershiser and Tony Dungy and different uh, U.S. sports figures and, and, and leaders within the Christian community. They're all great. But I really like what we might consider somebody that's just off the off the chart. They're not on the newspaper headline. They're, they're someone that has a great story of God at work, but uh, not somebody we know much about. Have you ever disagreed or had a disagreement with Dr. Dobson? No. <laughs> Is on, that the correct on. answer? Or? <laughs> if I did, I wouldn't talk about it publicly, would I? <laughs> I've been there long enough to keep my job by being smart. Proverbs 15. Even a fool is thought wise when he keeps his mouth shut. And that's my final answer. <laughs> we'll take that as a yes then. Um so I guess the question on a lot of people's lips too, um, there was fairly big news that Dr. Dobson was stepping back from his, his radio duties. Is there any more news on what's happening, uh, you know, post all of that? Well, let me go back, Shelley, and tell you that, yes, we have disagreements. And Dr. <laughs> Dobson is not so big that he was, he's not open to input. And I might push and say, well, you know, and he's certainly entitled to say, thank you. I'm still doing it this way. Or thank you. I win. So he's gracious, and he does take feedback. And there are times when he really uh, looks to the team for, for input. And there are other times when he just says, trust me. And we say, okay, because we've learned he really knows what he's doing. Um, he has stepped down from his board responsibilities. Uh, he's been chairman of the, the Focus U.S. board for over 32 years, so it was a big deal. But it wasn't a big deal in terms of his day-to-day -day engagement at the ministry. He's still writing. He's still speaking. He's still doing television appearances. He's working on bringing up girls, the follow-up to bringing up boys, which is several years overdue. Um, he's still talking to millions of people every day in the broadcast. So he is pulling back, but it's part of the natural progression of him pulling back. Several years, five years ago, he said, okay, Don Hodel, you be the president. You run the thing. You take care of the day-to-day, -day, and I'll let you do that. And he did. That was an admirable move. Many entrepreneurs wouldn't say, hey, I'm going to just walk away. You run it. But he did. And then Jim Daly, I mean, a kid, relatively speaking, you know, in his early 40s says, 
gets tapped to be the next president of the organization. And Dr. Dobson said, fine. And, and so he has just continued to very, I think, admirably step back and allow others to step in and take hold of the reins of what God has and follow the Lord's leading, even where he may not have done it that way. Paint a picture for us. Oftentimes, when we talk to listeners, they you know, say, oh, you're not what we expected you to look like, or they had this pain in their mind of the studio that we work in. Paint us the picture of the studio that you broadcast from or where you record your show every day, because I've never seen it. I've got no idea what it looks like. I've got an idea in my head, but I'm sure it's wrong. Is it a little room? Is it a big room? Is it, you know, what does it look like? And is there a gallery? What's the go with the gallery? Yes, well, um, so so it's a fairly large room. Um, we're in a you know conference room right now, and it's probably three times bigger than this and 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 it's it's that way for two reasons one we've had panels of 10 or 15 people in there so it has to be pretty large and then two they built it a little bit on the big side with a very tall ceiling because it really resembles a tv studio uh without the green screen for instance or or some of that technology but it's it's got large ducts for air conditioning and it's got a variety of lights because while we don't shoot much tv we can and we have, on occasion, done video to kind of go along with the radio. But Dr. Dobson is so radio-centric, he doesn't want the video to get in the way of the radio interview because that's a crafted program. That's a linear conversation. And in TV, you stop, you start, you pause. So, Rob, a good question. Um, and, and then with regards to the gallery, Shelley, yes, the gallery is this uh, adjacent uh, viewing area that is a little bit bigger than this, holds about 75 people. We have glass between us and the gallery so that, you know, babies screaming and coughing doesn't bleed into our conversation. But the gallery is there, and sometimes it's full, and other times uh, there are a few people in there. We don't like to say what what the case is on any given day, but you have Dr. Kevin Lehman in there. It'll be a full gallery. He's another one of those neat, neat guys that have enjoyed working with. In fact, uh, Dr. Lehman and I have done some programs on our own together for Focus, and that's been fun. So there is a gallery, and you can certainly visit us. And if there's a taping, you can sit in and watch. That's open to the public, and we enjoy having people stop by. That whole if there's a taping thing, do you have days where you just go nuts and tape a whole bunch of programs, and how often are those? Uh, yes, perceptive question. And uh, and that's really because of Dr. Dobson's schedule. I mean, for all these years, he's done more than just radio. He ran a ministry that at its peak had 1,300 people, plus and 150 million dollar budget so that's a big job right there okay then he's got then he's got this radio thing and then he travels and he speaks and he writes and all these things so he's a busy guy so we serve at the pleasure of the chairman or the former chairman if you will and uh we schedule programming uh months out in advance or sometimes hours in advance depending on the need for the u.s uh, but yes, there are days when it's like a camel taking a drink of water. It just goes on and on, and we, we stack up, we store up, we just do as many as we can. I think the record is nine nine programs, nine actual days of broadcast taped in one day. But we stay relevant by inserting things as need be. I mean, when you had the bushfires here, we did some programming on one day, and the following business day it aired. I think on a Friday we we worked on those, and then... On a Monday, they aired, Monday or Tuesday. So we can turn things around even internationally pretty quick. And in the U.S., we can record a program at 7 or 8 at night and hear it the next day. 
we we record live to tape, if you will, and we edit as little as possible or as much as necessary, whichever is the case. So we try to preserve that live feel because that's what carries people along. Nobody wants to listen to something that they know was really old unless it's really compelling programming like the Kim Meter interview I mentioned earlier or some of those things. Oh, it's just fascinating getting the behind the scenes take on a program that we've all listened to every day for the last humpteen years, literally every day of my life. It's always been on in the background. Um, so thank you for giving us a, a bit of a, a sneak peek at uh, you know what's going on behind the scenes at Focus on the Family. Well, it's it's been a pleasure and let me say that I really, as I said, have enjoyed my time here in Australia immensely. I wish I could have brought my wife along with with me for this trip. She would have enjoyed it so much. But uh, God's blessing to you as you continue to proclaim the truth of Christ in an ever-darkening world. I mean, the power of Christian radio is so, so strong. And, uh, and we're glad for partners like you, and I look forward to future conversations. That brings us to the end of this week's show. You can listen to this interview again or any of our other interviews. Simply go to historymakersradio.com. Thanks for joining us. History Makers.